Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Mark Hockman. The Grimace died today, so sorry if I'm a little short with you. Is French onion soup a soup? Channing Crowder. Can you have a bar mitzvah at 30? Black people invented sandwiches. Alejandro Solana. Uh, a, a lot while Christmas Eve the 24th? Yeah, this year I think it falls on the 24th. Mm-hmm. You have to check. Man, let me put it that is. in the calendar. Yeah. Let me check. Yep, 24th this year. Okay, cool. Sports. Jimmy, hit him with a yeah, boy. Boy. You gonna eat that cornbread? More sports. But John Denver like me? He's dead for like 30 years. So no. I don't even know how they get the rib inside the throw. How do they do that? The most sports. As my friend Tom Hanks once said in the movie Sully, birds. Feet are a nasty part of the body. Hmm, of course you hate feet. You have ass on your foot. The Huckman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. Had a fun weekend of food and family and football. I'm imagining you did the same, Crowder. I did, man. Listen, let me tell you, Hawk. The Jets fans aren't as nasty as people want to act like they are. Oh, because you were sitting in a suite. You were with the nice Jets fan. There's like a there's like a subset of three percent of Jets fans that are in the suite level, and that that's a different breed. You 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 can't do that. We were in the club level, which we had to walk up and sit in our seats. We weren't inside. We were outside. But then you can go downstairs and, you know, eat and stuff. They had all the free food. Like, that MetLife Stadium, is they, they know how to do it. Like, it's nice. They had stone crabs and shrimp cocktail, pizza. Everything was free. But all the Jets fans that walked up to me, and there were thousands that were down there, and they literally were like, hey, man, oh, yeah, Dolphin legend. I, I, I loved, you know, rooting against you back in the day. But they weren't nasty. No, not one person was nasty. It's like going to a, you know, an all-inclusive resort in uh, in Jamaica and going. Everything's great there. It's probably the, you know, you go. Well, wait a second. Maybe you venture out a little bit beyond the gates of your uh, resort there, Crowder. I, I I picked up a couple uh, a couple Uber drives when I was there to pay for these tickets. So yes, we were in a nice little area. But they they, I'm telling you, man. I actually, my wife, she didn't dress for the occasion because it was cold as hell in that damn stadium. So I had to go up into the to the normal people area to get her a cover. And I was up there. And the, the normal $100 ticket Jet fans, they would look at me and be like, hey, hey, man, oh, you're a Dolphin legend. Nah, nah, nah. Like it was I, I was, I was expecting way nastier than I got in that stadium. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. A tale of two lives. I watched the Dolphins game on my TV that's gotten blurrier and blurrier as the years have gone on. <laughs> and it was my birthday as well. And I was treated to one free cup of coffee at Starbucks. You're eating stone crabs in the suite and they've got all kinds of displays. I got a free cup of coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> tale of two lives, Crowder. Tale of two lives. Yeah. The one thing that got me hot was the the beer wasn't free. 
<laughs> I was like, I don't have stone crab pizza. Man. Like, what about this beer that you're going to charge me $19 for? Anyway, fun weekend. Food, family, football, hurricanes end the season seven and five, and they end three and five in conference play. Uh, Dolphins eight and three. They are atop the AFC East by a mile. Yeah. If something were to go wrong now, it is a it would be a shocking turn of events. Not saying that it can't happen. There's six games left. Anything can happen over the course of six games. But I don't even know. Did you see the video of uh, of the Bills? I mean, they're they're uh, they're coming apart at the seams, Crowder. <laughs> That's a team that is coming apart at the seams. I, off the field, they look crazy, but. Bro, the Bills are a good football team. They played head to head with the Eagles. Um, yeah, but I mean, what? How many have they lost in a row now? They lost two or three in a row. The Bills. No, I, making that up. They, they I, I think. The uh, yeah, they won the week before, ending yeah. uh, what I think was a two-game losing skid. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, but they're one. They're like one and three over the last month. Yeah, they're not. Uh, they're not. They're not scaring me very much. I have to be honest. The Patriots. It, it's the most fun oh. thing to watch. I, I bet the under in that game, and I, I mean that one. I laughed all the way to the bank. I, I mean they don't. They don't have anything. And Bill Belichick has no answers, and he's coming apart at the seams. And Ben Volen and the rest of the media are just going to pile on right now because that's what uh, that's what we've been waiting. for. For, for two decades. You usually ask me post um post inside the NFL what we talked about. I'm gonna give y'all a pre a pre inside the NFL thing that I'm talking about. If you have sleeping problems, don't take Ambien or NyQuil. Watch the Patriot offense. It's it unbelievable. Is the boringest thing. Because that was one of the games we have to watch. They give us a heads up on who's mic'd up in those games. I'm watching that Giants-Patriot game, and I literally decided to clean the porch during <laughs> commercial breaks because I was about to go to sleep watching those two teams play. That was a terrible football game. Yeah, it's almost not to be believed, but it is uh, It is fun as hell. By the way, Dolphins, uh, I'm sure Solana's got the headlines here, they did lose Jalen Phillips for the season. That is a huge, yeah. huge loss for the Dolphins, but uh, – Next man up, as has been said one million times before me. And uh, Washington is next on the docket for the Dolphins. Let's go Van Ginkle. Let's go Van Ginkle. Let's get headlines. We have a, uh, a good show today. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving and what transpired. want to talk about the Dolphins and the Hurricanes, obviously. Josh Appel is going to join us this hour. Um, he's got all his NFL observations from the weekend, from Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. So let us begin with headlines and Alejandro Solana. They're driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford, we know trucks. Yeah, Jalen Phillips confirmed out for the year. Huge bummer for the Dolphins. And uh, they improved to 8-3, and three, one of the few 8-3 and three teams in the AFC. They're inching closer and closer and closer to a division title. I mean, they're getting lots of help from everyone in the division. <laughs> this division's bad. Yeah. It's very bad right now, and I'm including Buffalo in that. No, it's been bad for years, and when the Patriots were running it with Tom Brady, as we're seeing, is it Belichick or Brady? And every week it seems more like Brady. But, yeah, th this is – the Jets are terrible. I'm, 
you talking about Ambien with the, the Patriot offense? The Jets offense is horrendous as well. Yeah, man. It, it feels good to run the AFC East and still cover it because I would get my ass whooped for you. Hold on a second. How about our guy, Javon Holland, with the Hail Mary? I mean, the most Jets play of all Jets plays. And it is funny. Today is the anniversary of the fake spike from Marino. I mean, the Jets are always going to jet, brother. Uh, the Jets are always going to jet. That could not have worked out any better. I mean, that, that was the funniest damn ending to a half. That like Because you were already <laughs> pissed that the Jets were getting the ball back because it was a terrible pick. And then all of a sudden, I mean, there's only one team in the world that could happen to. And it's when everyone's watching. Remember the butt fumble? Everyone's watching. Everyone's watching the Jets throw a Hail Mary, which I don't know. Did you did you call it the Hell Mary? The Hell Mary. They're, they're referring to it as the Hell Mary. The Hell Mary. Uh, because uh, it was hell for the Jets on that. <laughs> I was sitting in front of your character, Hawk, the far Rockaway guy. <laughs> Honestly, I was sitting in front of three brothers that had Jet Sigan tickets since their dad died. Like, I ended up talking to him, and he said it. Hey, look at here. They're going to throw this Hail Mary. They're going to pick it off and run it back. And I'm laughing and all, and then Javon takes off running down the field, and I'm like, I look back at him, and he is so mad. And he runs it all the way back, and he gets up. He says, I'm never coming to another game. And he leaves. <laughs> then he comes back around halfway through the third quarter. He says, I'm lying. I'm going to be back here every game. That's like Fireman Ed. Fireman Ed uh, retired he quit. for a season. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's back. <laughs> I love that, though. Every time something bad happens, they show Fireman Ed just his mean mug. He's just miserable. Yeah, He's miserable. <laughs> That's a miserable organization right now. Everything that I saw some like graphic of everyone who Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers brought there has just been a total bust because yeah. Tim Boyle was that he's his guy. His yeah. guy. He's starting again, too. I don't know what the hell Robert Sala saw in Tim Boyle on Friday that made him say to himself, yeah, you know what? Roll the dice on Sunday. <laughs> just eat it. Go back to Zach Wilson. He gives you the best chance. Even though he gives you no chance, he gives you the best chance. They've got Trevor Simeon, too, I think. I think Trevor Simeon was their backup behind Tim Boyle on Friday. Just, he was. He was. Zach Wilson was third. Yeah. Right. Just, just go through the carousel, right? Like, just until somebody gives you one good game. Trevor Simeon will start. But the Dolphins play the Jets in, what, three weeks? Yeah. We got the Commanders, Titans, and then the Jets. Yeah. Trevor Simeon will start before the Dolphins play the Jets again. Dolphins should be eleven and three. Like uh, I don't, I don't want to hear any they, they, uh, unless there's something catastrophic. Knock on wood. Dolphins should be eleven and three because the, the Titans are are miserable, and the Commanders, like they can put up points, but they're kind of miserable. So Dolphins should be eleven and three. I think they're like nine and a half point favorites Sunday. The Dolphins, or maybe seven and a half. I gotta look at that uh, and, and see it. Sam Howell's been sacked four hundred and thirty-two times this year. Doesn't he have, like, the most yardage in the NFL, though? Most passing yardage? Who, Sam Howell? Yeah. No. I think he might lead the NFC. Okay. or so, so He might lead some something in passing yards. Nine and a half, by the way. You're right. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah. Because I think Tua, Tua might lead the league in passing. He has to. Yeah, I think it is Tua. Hey, those two interceptions, though. I mean, what the hell, bro? It's the exact same throw. In in a, a span of forty seconds, like that Sam can't Howell happen, leads man. the lead, by the way, in passing yards. In front of Tua, 
3,339. C.J. Stroud is second. Josh Allen third. Tua is fourth. Wow. And your guy, so gets... Jared Goff, who I lost a lot of money on <laughs> on Thursday, is fifth. So he either gets sacked or throws an 80-yard touchdown. Pretty much. <laughs> I hate this game. Uh, the Hurricanes football team, they did win. UM Hoops, Canes Hoops, plays tomorrow at Kentucky. Tough one for Canes Hoops. They're undefeated. And I'll show UM Women's Hoops some love as well. They won yesterday against Eastern Tennessee State. Blew them out. They're 5-0 and as well this season. Let's go. Mm-hmm. The Florida Panthers, they lost on Black Friday 3 to nothing. Tough Black Friday, uh, the latter portion of it. Cause right, because the, the Canes and the Dolphins won. Got, and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. things and, are headed in a great direction. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I mean, the Heat coughed it up like a seven-year-old Mark Hockman with, uh, with a stomach bug. I don't know <laughs> what happened there on Friday. And then the Panthers weren't even in the game on Friday. I don't even know what – I, I, I don't know what – I had a four-team South Florida Sports Equinox parlay mm-hmm. going. Canes. I'll, I'll, I bet Canes money line, they won. I bet Dolphins money line, they won. I took the Heat plus the points. So it was Heat plus five and a half. They covered. So now I've got the first three legs of the parlay. All I need is the Panthers to win. I bet Panthers money line, just need them to win. And I think they were minus like 220 favorites on Friday. They didn't even put up a goal. Hmm. Dunk. Was it the tryptophan? Just just hit him on the ice? Tryptophan. Yeah. Mm, Why I'm moving away from Turkey. I'll mm-hmm. get to that. Yeah. Uh, we all we all saw your tweet, Hawk. We all saw your tweet. <laughs> Not a turkey fan. I saw that. I'm too. done. I mean, I'm done. Like, and I feel You're so liberated. Done with turkey. I no, 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 no. Love turkey. Turkey sub. Oh, the uh, Wawa, old turkey and cheese, I'm all for it. To sit there on Thanksgiving and have a carved up bird, stuffing, sweet potato. I'm done. I'm done. I am moving on. I've seen the light. Zach Gelb, he, he kind of opened my eyes. Dan Campbell kind of opened my eyes. I am done. I am so liberated. I can't wait for next Thanksgiving. We're either going to have ribs or lasagna or steak someone tweeted at me yesterday they do tamales every thanksgiving Hmm. i'm done with the traditional thanksgiving i have moved out i've never felt more liberated in my life okay i'll tell you my thanksgiving story because we went to a (laughs) a, my wife's college tennis captain's house who lives in brooklyn for thanksgiving but we got there late let me i'll explain it to you later all right, we're talking the three o'clock hour about Thanksgiving. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about I'm the uh... bird. To the bird, because <laughs> when people don't really know you, they really don't care about you. You are amazing in that you'll go anywhere at any time with anyone. Like I wouldn't like my wife's tennis captains. Like not in a million billion years would I ever go there for anything, let alone Thanksgiving. Yeah. You'll go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I end up playing Uno at eleven thirty at night. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. With That's one dude That's literally legally blind. I'm playing cards with a person that's legally blind. Yeah, that's on you. <laughs> that's on you. There's Uno person to blame. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> you. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to hear about your uh, your time at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade as well, because I imagine that that was a total disaster. Also, I imagine. <sighs> Who doesn't love a parade? Stop it. Well, uh, the, the Macy's Thanksgiving. I, when, when you told us you were going to that, I cringed inside. Oh, I would love to go to that. Stop. I'm dying to go to the that. Par, par, there's nothing worse than a parade. Honestly, other than a championship you know parade. Other than a championship parade, there's nothing worse than sitting in the freezing cold and watching floats go by. There's nothing worse. My kids loved it. Mm-hmm. Actually, a lot of the kids really enjoyed it. Right. But right. I have to admit, I I did the do you know who I am thing oh. to get through a couple barriers. Oh. You mean you got to be near the marching bands and the what are they have like skaters and stuff. Oh, it's, they it's have these these blocks so everybody doesn't pile up on the railing. So mm-hmm. like you have to have pat like you have to be somebody like I don't know passes or something to get right on the rail and then they have like a secondary rail. So we were on the secondary rail which is a football field away from the actual floats. And I and I jumped around from access to access point, literally telling them my name to see who would pick it up. <laughs> and I found the guy that picked it up, and we broke through the railing. All right, he's a big uh, fan of our show. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. The Heat. They they blew their their uh, their twenty one point lead in the second half. Versus the New York Knicks, who sucked, by the way. It's so frustrating. And they lost to the Brooklyn Nets, but everybody was out. Um, there's actually a lot of, to talk about with the Miami Heat we can get into. Nikola Jovic made some interesting comments today. He uh, he tried to you know, elaborate on them and, and try to correct them. Some things got lost in translation because he was talking in his native tongue. Uh, Florida Panthers are in action tonight, by the way. They're in Canada. What are you laughing at? His native tongue. <laughs> They play the Senators. They're out in <laughs> Canada. You don't know what he said because he was speaking in his native tongue? Ah, I'm, just, so, I'm laughing at you thinking that I'm going to discuss that and not Thanksgiving today. <laughs> That's yeah. the part that I'm giggling at. Yeah, we could talk about that as well. <laughs> Nikola oh, Jokic's native tongue. Well, well, yeah, let's break down G-Leaguer Nikola Jovic. Hey, see how unhappy he is with my answer. And his native tongue. Let's dive into it. Oh, we're getting into that. Trust me, brother. We're getting into that because I got, I got I got some things I gotta I gotta get off my chest, brother. Your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm, your accident attorneys dot com. Free consultations twenty four seven eight six six nine five four more. Happy birthday, by the way, to Mark Hockman and <clears throat> our very own Jimmy Garcia. Both of you Jimmy, celebrated was a your birthday. birthday. Yep, yesterday was my birthday. Hey, happy birthday, Jimmy. Thank you. How was your little getaway? We'll talk about it in the three mm-hmm. o'clock hour. You went uh, up to Georgia? Yes. At a good time? Great time. See any snow? No, no snow, but it was cold. No snow. All right. You had a well, traditional Thanksgiving, a little turkey? No, because we were, we, were dri- we were driving to Georgia that day, so we didn't have really much uh, Thanksgiving. Oh. What did you do? You got stuckies? No, I had uh, chicken McNuggets from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. I'm telling you, I'll sign up for that in a heartbeat. I'm so done with this turkey. I did see McGrib signs. Oh, you did? Yes. All right, let's go back after the show. Jimmy, what part of Georgia? Uh, I went to LaGrange, Georgia. And then oh. on, like, Friday and Saturday, I went to Atlanta. I was about to say, LaGrange, LaGrange is a is a country. LaGrange is nothing. <laughs> what were you doing in LaGrange? 
No, I went to uh, the Great Wolf Lounge. <laughs> the who? The what? The Great the Great Wolf Lounge, which has like a indoor water park. <laughs> oh. And it's a hotel, yeah. That's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With kids, I hope. Well, I, I, my, yeah, went with my friends, but one of my friends, you know, brought their kid. But you guys left South Florida, drove up to where it's colder, <laughs> then went to an indoor water park. <laughs> I'll ask backwards. Anyway, so go ahead. Uh, one so baby we'll and seven we'll, grown no, women no, at no, the he, indoor water park? We'll no, no, he no baby. This family. This was family Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, with my friends. Not with my family. my family. My family were back in Miami. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought mm-hmm. this was a family trip. No. So you went away from your family on Thanksgiving. <laughs> exactly. I like your style, yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> I like your style. Yeah. That's a bold move right there. I got questions, Jimmy. I got Dude's questions. Home 360 days a year. That <laughs> Thanksgiving flies around. See ya. Later. <laughs> I got questions, Jimmy. That's a good. Uh, we also got to break down Jimmy's fascination with water parks because I I'm fascinated. Loves the water parks. They're I fun. Loves water parks. Loves man. the Yeah, it's fun. Loves a water park. Partly cloudy, around 80 degrees tonight. The lows will be in the mid 70s. That's your weather. Josh Appel will talk some NFL with us in a moment. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Shout out to all the pair. Hawk and Crowder. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right, before we get to Josh Appel, let me remind everybody, Riptide, which is our big concert on Fort Lauderdale Beach, it's this weekend. Today, today's Cyber Monday, today is the last day of our Black Friday sale. So you can still use the code Black Friday. You can get $40 off two-day tickets, $20 off single-day tickets, excluding Sunday general admission. In the full lineup, you can see it online, but the Black Keys and Jelly Roll the two headliners, but it is this weekend. And again, use the code Black Friday. Today's the final day. Get your discount on tickets. It's the Riptide Music Festival, powered by Ford, sponsored by Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. You can go to RiptideMusicFestival.com. Josh Pell, he does play-by-play on NFL games nationally for Sports USA. This coming Sunday... He will be in Foxborough for the Patriots Chargers. Oh, goodness. Game. He's, he's, he's doing exercises to stay awake this week. What? So Drink that, your coffee. Uh, Drink your coffee. Uh, he doesn't fall asleep <laughs> during the game. Josh Bell is on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. By the way, before we talk some football with them, a reminder for your holiday shopping, Canesware in Davie. You can do all your holiday shopping there or online at uh, caneswear.com. That uh, that Patriots-Chargers game before the season looked like it would be a doozy and now looks like a snoozy. <laughs> what? I mean, you didn't make the game. I'm not, what, you're, you're doing the game. I mean, what, you, you know, not, listen. 
Al Michaels lets you know every week when he doesn't have a winner. Listen, any Sunday that you can call an NFL game, that's a good Sunday. Uh, the Chargers, one of the biggest disappointments of the league this year by far. So that, let's let's just leave it at that. The Patriots, after last year, you weren't sure what they were going to look like this year. You thought there's no way it could be worse. It's gotten worse. So uh, <laughs> Sunday should be interesting. I don't know who's going to play quarterback. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's a disaster there in, in New England right now. It can't be Mac Gosh, Jones, by the way, though, right, Crowder? It, it can't like it can't be Mac Jones on Sunday. Oh, you want to do Zappy, who also had a you bunch can't, of well, whoever it is, like, it can't be Mac Jones. Well, run like the it, Wildcat, run the Wildcat with with uh, what's his name, Stevenson? Ramondre. Yeah, yeah, Ramon Stevenson and and Ezekiel Elliott, bro. I was talking earlier. I was sitting watching that Giants Patriots game. And I had to decide to clean the porch during commercial breaks because of the fact it was such a terrible offensive performance. Josh, what can they do something? What are they going to do? <laughs> I think Bill Belichick and that entire staff are asking that same question. I, I don't know what you do. You, I don't know how you start Mac Jones. And then if he performs poorly in the first half, bench him at the half for the third straight game or bench him during the game for the third straight game. It's clear that when they brought Matt Patricia in last season to be the offensive coordinator, Joe Judge, quarterback coach, to work with Mac Jones, they ruined it. Because Bill O'Brien, forget how it ended in Houston, of the Bill Belichick coaching tree, Bill O'Brien has been the most successful. I mean, he won the division three or four times in Houston, been in the playoffs, won playoff games, multiple. He's called good offenses in this league before. He has a good track record. And... I just think Mac Jones is shot. Like it's it's over for him there, and I don't think that's really going out on a limb at all. But it's been really, really ugly for him this season. It wasn't great last year, and he looks nothing like the guy that showed promise in his rookie season uh, when the Patriots won ten games and made the playoffs. I don't know what's next for them. I don't know if Bill Belichick's going to be there next season. There that that talk has ramped up a lot. He called the insinuation that he's already chosen a team for next year ridiculous. But, I mean, Nick Saban wasn't going to be the Alabama coach, so. Get ready to say the word screen. As long as you got screen down, you're okay, because they ran 47 screens in that game. It's dumb. Listen, if you were an underbetter, that was a great game. <laughs> yes, it really was. It was never in doubt. Let's uh, let's talk some Dolphins, though, because, uh, Josh, you watch, obviously, the, the Thanksgiving Day games on Thursday and the uh, the Dolphins game Friday and then all the games yesterday. So Dolphins eight and three. They are atop the AFC East by a mile. I I think the Bills are kind of coming apart at the seams. We know the Patriots. I think we've just covered them. We saw the Jets <laughs> on Friday. But where are the Dolphins now? With what five games, six games left in the uh, in the season? Where are they in the pantheon of the AFC and in the NFL? I, I think they're still in that tier of pushing on those elite elite teams I I still think you know as great as this offense is and how good the defense is played the offense seems a little not, not inconsistent I don't know if that's the right word because we've talked about this off air this offense has set such a high standard for themselves that when they don't meet those lofty expectations it's what's wrong with the Dolphins what's wrong with the Dolphins offense how have they been figured out Two have had the two really bad interceptions I think the second one not as bad as the first. I mean, uh, great play by the DB. Threw it a little too far inside on the out route, trying to make something happen before the half. It happens. The the pick six 
brutal. Really similar to the one he threw to that same player uh, in his rookie season, I believe it was, uh, in the game down here. But if you look at the quarterbacks who have faced this Jets defense, passer rating and yardage-wise, two have had the best performance or one of the best performances out of the group of like Jalen Hurts, Mahomes, Josh Allen, and that group of quarterbacks who has played this Jets defense. They still scored 27 points. They still left points on the field for themselves. The defense did exactly what you wanted to see them do uh, against a Tim Boyle-led offense, which didn't really look that much different than a Zach Wilson-led offense. That seemed more that decision seemed more about vibes than an actual play on the field. Regardless, I, I think the Chiefs, we do this every year with them. We try and poke holes in it, and they do look a little more uh, vulnerable this season. But at the end of the day, like it's still Patrick Mahomes, it's still Andy Reid, and it's still the Chiefs. So I still think they're tops in the AFC. Baltimore's offense, after watching them last night against a, a, a talented but bad Chargers defense, they still leave a lot to be desired on the offensive side, especially in the passing game. Lamar had a really good start to the game, but couldn't really find that magic uh, for the rest of the game last night. Nobody talks about Jacksonville. Jacksonville's great. Um, those yeah, are the top four three as well. I don't like some people I think have like kind of slept through it. And all of a sudden, if you look at the standings, they're eight and three. Yeah, they're great. Trevor's playing really good football. Their defense is playing well. They've got a proven head coach in Peterson. I, I think that, you know, those four teams are really, really similar. Chiefs are uh, right at the top. I'd go, I mean, we're really splitting hairs here if we're going to rank the Ravens, the Jags, and the Dolphins uh, for second place in the AFC. So I, I think, just think all these teams are really similar. Their records would uh, indicate that as well. The Dolphins lost a one-score game to the Chiefs. The Jags lost a one-score game to the Chiefs. Like, the Dolphins will play the Ravens later this year. They're right in that mix. They're all very similar teams with their own individual flaws. Um Whoever has the home games in the playoffs will be uh, very thankful. Uh-oh, Crowder, you muted yourself. I don't know how this works. We know. But, Josh, what about the Steelers? <laughs> what about that's, that's That's the fifth team, bro. And I continue to say, like, Kenny's not going to do it. You know, all that stuff. But they're seven and four. Like, they can play ball. They're right behind the Ravens. They would be the fifth team in the playoffs. They're going to get to the playoffs. Can the Steelers compete with anybody? Stellar defense, but now you have to deal with this offense that they're, they've hired, they fired their um, offensive coordinator in Canada, but now they're adding somebody. Can the Steelers ever compete with somebody? I don't think they have the offense to compete with these other teams. I think they can run the ball really well. I think Harris yeah. and Warren have proven to be a pretty good one-two punch. They've got some talent at receiver. Fryermuth's a good tight end. Their defense, <laughs> their defense numerically, you know, total defense, passing defense, rush defense hasn't been great. What they're great at is pass rush, creating turnovers, and play good red zone defense. I had them a few weeks ago uh, at home against Green Bay. It's a game that Green Bay probably should have won, but uh, Pittsburgh intercepted Jordan Love twice in the red zone in the final two possessions to win that game. I don't know how Mike Tomlin does it. He does it every year. We always think the Steelers, how are they going to compete in the AFC, especially in that division? Here they are. I mean, it's it's that Mike Tomlin magic. And, like, all the talk last season, whenever they have a, a down year by Steelers standards, there's always talk of, all right, is it time to finally move on from Mike Tomlin? If Mike Tomlin was ever let go, let go by the Pittsburgh Steelers, every single team with a, uh, a vacancy, even teams, I bet, that have a coach, would want to go and talk to him, and he would be the first guy hired or the most popular candidate. 
uh, in a coaching cycle. I don't know how he does it. Mike Tomlin's at it again. I think to dismiss that team after how we see them play, they've played a lot of close games to dismiss them against these other teams, I think would be a little short-sighted, but I don't think that they have enough firepower to actually do anything against those top four teams. Like if the Dolphins match up with the Steelers and it's a close game, would I be surprised? No, but I don't think that the Steelers have the kind of firepower needed to make a run. This might sound silly, but what are actual expectations? Now that we're at this point in the season going into week 13, actual expectations for the Miami Dolphins now. Is it to win a Super Bowl? Is it to just win the division, win a playoff game, and we'd all be happy? Or is it to at least get to the title game? Like what we talked so much about it prior to the season, now, right now, with uh, only six weeks or five games remaining, what are expectations that would be fair for the Dolphins? I think it's always so tough to say, I expect to win the Super Bowl, unless you're like Kansas City or Philadelphia who were just there and they have the proven track record of making their way through the playoffs, getting to that point, and winning. I think the Dolphins need to win like one or two playoff games here, and I think we're getting to the point where like even winning just one playoff game would be a disappointment. Uh, the, the the way that they've constructed their roster, the way these contracts are working, like this this is the year they got to do it. You know, it's not necessarily now or never, but like it almost kind of feels like that because really, you've got Tua on this rookie deal for this year, and you've got Tua on the fifth year option for next year, and after that, his 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 contract is going to be a really really hefty hefty number, probably in the top five of quarterback contract we see. He may even set the record depending on what transpires over the next, you know, the rest of this season. And who knows if it lingers in the next season. So like it's this year or it's next year for the dolphins Um, to put have to win the super bowl as the expectation, I think is a little unfair because of all the outside, you know, factors that have to go right for a team to get there and then win it. But I think we're getting to the point here where like before the season, I'd say, all right, win a playoff game, something they haven't done in like 25 years, win a playoff game. But I think we're getting to the point where it has to be, win more than one yeah they're a little too good for just one happens to be a great question it's gonna get asked more and more over the final six weeks because there's a there's something percolating Mm -hmm. i don't want to you know (laughs) but there's something percolating because only because you look at the rest of the teams in the nfl philadelphia looks like obviously cream of the crop of the nfc and then you could make arguments like you said we try to poke holes in kansas city but you can make arguments that, you know, Miami is as good as any team in the AFC. No, I, I agree with you. And they have the the roster that reflects that. But we've seen, like, there are some things that, like, in these close games, important games, the mistakes that they make and are able to overcome in the regular season might not be able to overcome them come the playoffs or in, you know, when they play Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo to finish out the year. So, you know, while it's great that they put up 27 points and had, had a, as far as offensive yardage goes, had a great game against a really good Jets defense, they still had three more turnovers. And they're fortunate that they were playing Tim Boyle because maybe a better quarterback takes better advantage of one or two of those turnovers. So I think it's just what we talk about a lot with Tua Tungavailoa is that he's having such a great year, but there are those moments in these games where you just scratch your head at, like, what is this decision? And not only that, like the thing that really, I mean, it's the, for me, the most glaring issue with this offense, when they get into third and one, fourth and one, third and two, fourth and two, 
they uh, statistically they are the worst teams in the NFL in those situations, and that has to be cleaned up. They like to get a little cutesy with the play action and throwing in the flat and everything. It hadn't worked well. It has not worked well. They tried it twice in the game on Friday. Didn't work either time. And they were running the ball really well. You got to trust this staff. You got to trust Mike McDaniel to uh, adjust out of that and get better. I think they will. But, I mean, that's one of the, the, the turnovers and the uh, and the third short re- the short yardage situations. My two biggest concerns with this offense. And Josh, you talk about AFC, and I'm with you on that. Like, we don't know. We, we don't know where the AFC will go. What about the NFC? Because it's Eagles, Niners, Cowboys. That's the teams. But the Detroit Lions, I'm not a believer in them. I talk about it on Inside the NFL. Like, I don't think they're talented enough to be able to beat those top three. How do you feel about the NFC right now? So I think that you're right, that there are those top three teams, and then there's Detroit. And I was a believer in Detroit earlier in the season. And they, like the Dolphins, the the two best offenses in the NFL, Miami and Detroit. But after the way that the, I thought the Lions defense made a ton of strides in the first, you know, quarter, quarter and a half of the season. That defense has fallen off a cliff. They cannot get pass rush, even with Aiden Hutchinson um, from the outside on defense there. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with that unit. I don't think it's good enough to stop Philadelphia or San Francisco. And that's, you know, the two best teams in the conference. Cowboys, too. Like, I just... I don't know if that defense is up to a Channing. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on, on Detroit. I think they've got a shot because of the guys, the firepower they have offensively, but I, I don't trust that defense. Um, speaking of Detroit, let me ask you from Thursday, Thanksgiving, rank them in order, best halftime performance. You had Jack Harlow in the Detroit game. You had Dolly Parton at the Cowboys game, Steve Aoki at the Seahawks game. Well, first of all, we got to see like 15 seconds of Steve Aoki. We didn't get very to see. Disrespectful. Very disrespectful. It really was. I mean, yeah. we didn't get to see him throw a cake at anybody. No so cakes. It's, it's not, this is not a ranking of the perf- quality of performance of Steve Aoki. No, no, no. I don't want you to rank him just uh, of what you already know about him. You have to rank him only on what you saw on Thursday. By default, Steve Aoki has to be three because we only saw 15 seconds of it. And it's not his fault, but unfortunately. His 15 seconds was a thousand times better than five <laughs> minutes of Jack Dolly Harlow. Parton. Well, no, not Dolly Parton. Whoa, Dolly Parton whoa, was whoa, head and shoulders whoa. above them all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Dolly was one. And it's not even close. Dolly even can close. do it. And it's funny because this is the second football game that I've seen her perform at in the last two weeks. She mm. was at the Tennessee game. Uh, I don't know if it was last weekend or the weekend before, and she sang Rocky Top with Peyton Manning escorting her out onto the field. That's it was right. incredible. So yeah. she did that, and then she performs at halftime uh, for the Cowboys game. I thought she was great. And yeah. uh, wearing the uh, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader outfit. Adorable. I mean, Dolly, still doing it. Good for her. 77, 77. years old. 77. She's 77? 77. Hmm. Hmm. I Dolly. The things she's seen. Uh, huh? What 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 didn't you like about Jack Harlow? That was well. Terrible. First of all, the set looked like you bought it at Home Depot. Like it <laughs> looked like one of those inflatable igloos that they they sell at Home Depot. <laughs> and he, terrible. correct me if I'm wrong, didn't seem like he was interested in being there. Now, I think- granted, 
Dolly Parton, they made this big stage, and she was at the center of the field. It's and, like holding you know, the star like it was a railing. Yeah, <laughs> a little off. shaky on her feet. Uh, but Jack Harlow, they He's kind of shoved him into a corner of the end zone. Mm-hmm. I'm not even certain that they were they were playing his music in the crowd. Like, <laughs> no one seemed to be interested. So maybe that's why he checked out. But he well, didn't I look don't... like he was interested in being there. Jack Harlow is not this high energy, I'm going to jump and run around type of performer. That's just kind of how he is. The set looked like what like a t- high school TV production class would yeah. set up to film a music video or a, a perform a, like the performing arts, the, the theater group, whatever. There was this weird moment too at the beginning of his performance where there was like a hype man behind him. Right. And there was like no acknowledgement of who that was. He didn't right. have a microphone, so he wasn't supporting him like on the mic as a hype man. Someone that was joking that they thought maybe he was like an, the ASL translator. It was a funny him. Twitter joke. It was the worst ASL translator in the history <laughs> yeah, of sign language. It was, it was terrible. <laughs> what uh, was that? <laughs> yeah, like mouthing the not. lyrics. It, it, it did nothing. I thought for a second that it might have been someone who like snuck onto the set by accident. <laughs> Uptown it's Dales. Want, it's always what you want people saying about your hype man. <laughs> somebody who right. translator. The set. Uptown Dales. Timeout appearances at Heat Games. <laughs> were better than Jack Harlow's halftime was, performance. Like, like you literally were scratching your head because you thought the Lions were bad, and then you're like, "All right, this this will change." Like you were scratching your head. And he's not how, even a Detroit guy. He, he's like, like I, yeah, I didn't understand any of it. I did. I literally just didn't understand any of it. All right. I mean, well, I'm glad. And I'm ta- Steve Aoki looked like it was going to be a great performance. Like he had a a a good energy, uh, uh, good energy, and there there was a good set. Like he he was gonna put on a DJ performance. He had some good bangers. He threw a cake huh? too, by the way. You didn't did see he it. On... The... I I never looked, so he did. He see? did. I'll I'll send it to you. You didn't see it on TV, but he threw a damn cake, and it was badass, man. He hit was a mascot. On the field? Did he? Did the cake end up on the field? One of I think it was the Seahawks mascot got right behind him on the set on the field. And Aoki just threw a Randy Johnson fastball right at his head. It was excellent. That's good mascotting. That's good mascotting, too. I mean, how how do they not show that and they show all of Jack Harlow? I mean, what what is going on here? We got to hear from Jason Garrett, okay? We had to. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We got to take a break. Josh Appel, uh, send him some uh, caffeine if you have it. He's got the Patriots and Chargers. (laughs) This coming Sunday at Foxborough for Sports USA. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate you guys having me. Always fun. All right. Take a break. Come back with more Hawkman and Crowder. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Butt punt! Hawk and Crowder. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 